Hi there, my name is Nele Keijers and welcome to the ULAR Pare podcast, where we discuss topics of interest to the Pare community, as well as to people living with rheumatic and musculoskeletal diseases. Today I'm joined by Elsa Bosworth from NRAS, the National Rheumatoid Arthritis Society in the UK. So stick around to meet her. On today's show, we will be hearing more about Smile RA a great project recently launched by Enras, which was also one of the winners of the Best Practice Fair at the ULAR Pari Conference in November 21. There's a lot of ground to cover, so let's get started. Welcome and thank you for being here today, Elsa. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here, Naila, and great to see you and, uh, and also great to be connecting with our friends in Europe. Okay, Elsa, now, first of all, congratulations on being one of the winners of the Best Practice Fair at the ULAR Party Conference. And um, I must say, what a wonderful, positive name for a project, the Smile RA. Uh, it, it just makes your day when you read it. Can you tell us a little bit more about how this project came to be and what are the exact objectives? Sure. Uh, well, SMILE actually um, stands for Self-Management Individualized Learning Environment. Um, and uh, it, it, it took us quite a while to come up with a name that we felt <laughs> was right, you know. But you're right, it, it does make you smile. Um, so going back to 2011, um, we launched a six-week face-to-face RA self-management program, which was run by a trained lay person with a health professional. And between 2011 and 2019, these courses were commissioned by a number of rheumatology units Mm -hmm. across England and Wales and Scotland, but they were expensive to run. Um, The tutor training was about four days, for example, and we struggled to get the program commissioned in enough places to make it really viable. Mm-hmm. And whilst our Department of Health and the NHS long-term plan in the UK state that provision of self-management education um, is really important for people with long-term conditions like RMDs, getting it funded adequately is much less of a priority because there's never enough money um, to fund everything. Uh, we know that's not just in the UK, it's no, everywhere. we know the problem, yes. Yeah. Um, and I think that self-management is seen very much as the cherry that sits on top of the cake. But if there isn't enough money for the cake, yeah. then there's a problem. So before COVID started, we had determined in uh, NRAS that we needed to convert this program into a digital e-learning program, which would be free for everybody to access. It needed to be easy to use, accessible to people with varying levels of health literacy, engaging and interesting, and in a modular, bite-sized format. Um, As you know, RA impacts every area of our lives and Mm -hmm. if you think about that joke about the elephant how do you eat an elephant one 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 bite at a time um i I kind of see ra and learning about ra in a similar sort of way yeah um so we um we wanted to create a a state-of-the-art and go-to educational and supported self-management program in the uk that that everybody would um, be able to to access 
Yeah. So you you went from uh, a live course to a digital course. So how what what kind of steps did Enras take then to get the project rolling and to achieve the objectives? Um, well, of course, the first thing that you need to do is um, think about funding and uh, research to find a suitable partner um, who can provide the platform and the software. And so one of the first things that we did was to contact three or four potentially suitable companies and set up appointments with them to, to talk about our ideas. And actually, we ended up finding a company in Maidenhead in England where uh, NRAS is located. Um, and um, having agreed that they had the ability to, to help us achieve our vision, the next thing you have to do is to write a, a complete specification and get a quotation for the work so that you have an idea of how much funding you need um, for the program. So our fundraising team then put a bid together and we sought funds from a variety of trust and grant giving bodies. And we were successful in getting enough funds in 2019 to enable us to get started. Um, a major first step was designing the integration between their platform, our website, and Salesforce, which is the database that yeah. everything runs on in, in NRAS, because we were going to be collecting both demographic data through the program and we were going to be doing impact evaluation using a validated patient-reported outcome measure, which is the RAID, which I'm sure you're, you're familiar with, um, Nail. It's the RA Impact of Disease Questionnaire. And we added three additional questions about how much people knew about their disease, um, how much impact it was having on their day-to-day -day lives, and how concerned they were about their RA. And this took time and money to work out in advance how we wanted to be able to interrogate the data that would be coming from the program. So there was a, a lot of groundwork that, that had mm -hmm. to be done. Okay. That's, it, it really sounds like a huge product that and and you've you've really taken into account different things um so i'm sure you had some help there is there also been some collaboration with rheumatology professionals or other relevant stakeholders uh, sure absolutely um really important point um so one of the first things that i did was to recruit an advisory board comprising health professionals, including consultant rheumatologists, specialist nurse input, as well as health psychology input. And uh, we had an, uh, an expert in self-management, or we have an expert in self-management, and four people with lived experience of RA. And these people are given access to each module as it's written, and they have the opportunity to comment and to uh, change things, contribute, and so on. And the way I work, it's like an iterative process going backwards and forwards. So I write the module using information from evidence-based uh, materials and resources that NRAS has and that we've developed. But it, we also take stuff that's come from other research papers, um, articles, presentations, um, different sources. And then we share this with the health professionals and the patients who will be appearing in that module Mm -hmm. And they then have the opportunity to change and amend things um, because they are going to be the ones who will be speaking to camera and, and giving the material. And then simultaneously, we do two things. We send the template when it's all of that process is, is finished and we're happy with it. We send that to be built and we send the film crew out to do all the filming and the voiceover work because that can be dropped into the module after it's built. And the um, we also contribute to the design by providing things like, you know, our little N-Rascal 
branding, our little characters that yeah. we have. We have scenes and and so on. So we use some of that, but we also use um, stock imagery and photographs and so on. So the design work all, all happens once we pass over the, the written content. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a high level and, and a lot of things that you have thought of before. So um, yeah, it's, very it's really hard actually when, you, yeah, when you're imagine. creating something like this because it you have to think in a vacuum. You have to think in advance what are all the potential things that you might want to do and you might want to be able to do with the program. And mm -hmm. when you haven't got the program, that's quite difficult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But of course, using using health professionals, co-creating with health professionals and patients is absolutely at the heart of, of what we're doing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The exchange of information is always uh, useful and eh? whatever project that you have. Let's take a short break now to share some something essential to our community in the current times. Relevant and updated information regarding COVID-19 and RMDs. The ULAR Task Force on COVID-19 has just updated the ULAR viewpoints on COVID-19 vaccination in people with RMDs just last December 2021. In this document, you can find more about vaccination effectiveness and safety as well as other frequently asked questions by people with RMDs. Access the viewpoints now through the homepage of the ULAR website. Okay, let's get back to our conversation with Elsa. Now, Elsa, you've explained a lot about the project, but how successful has Smile RA been so far in terms of registration and interest from your members and maybe some other people with RA as well? And um, have you also had some registrations from health professionals? Because I know Eula has published recommendations on self-management strategies in inflammatory arthritis. So um, I think there's some interest in the health professionals area as well. Um, yes, absolutely. You're, you're, you're right. And, and I have to say, we are all genuinely thrilled that the program has been very successful so far. And, and we were really delighted to, to come second in the uh, autumn conference. Um, so we launched in the second half of September last year. Mm -hmm. And as of today, because I, knowing I was going to speak to you today, <laughs> I, I checked the numbers. Great. Um, we have 770 registered users of which over 40% have completed the baseline RAID questionnaire Wonderful. and the additional evaluation questions. So we've got a, a lot of data already. Yeah. Um, we have had some issues with use of Smile on mobile platforms, but these issues are, are being resolved as literally as I speak. And within the next few days, it should be up and running again on mobile platforms in addition um, to obviously laptops and, and PCs. So in, in regard to your question about health professionals, um, one of the things that we are saying to health professionals is that for rheumatology uh, nurses and allied health professionals who are coming new to rheumatology, perhaps from other therapeutic areas, so maybe they're coming from diabetes or COPD, um, this program would be a, a really good training program for them because there's so much to learn about um, the disease. And in those roles, certainly for nurses, they, they tend to learn on the job um, very often. So uh, we think that there will be health professionals um, doing the program. It's not something that we've, um, we've looked at in terms of the data so far. Um, 
And I think the, the timing of Smile for us was very good because of the recommendations from EULA that we published last year, um, because we have nine recommendations um, and they all tie in very nicely with the subjects um, that we are, are tackling within Smile. Um, some of those things, um, for example, exercise will be coming this year. It's not there yet. Um, but um, I think these two things are, are, are very important. And as you know, we are working, Eleanor and I, who were the conveners of the task force, um, who did the recommendations, we're working with ULA to um, try and get these recommendations implemented so that yep. they are, are living rather than sitting on a, a shelf. Um, so I think, um, yeah, we're, we're really pleased with the progress so far. Okay. Well, that's a nice added value to the project, of course, the link with the health professionals and uh, indeed very good timing to to get the recommendations out as well. So it's very nice to hear that. Now, um, we've been living with COVID-19 now for the last two years and we've uh, changed into a lot of online meetings and online things. Um, but I can imagine that some people are a bit tired of that. So do you think that in the future, these new e-learning experiences will they replace the personal self-management courses and activities or what do you think are the advantages to to keep the e-learning instead of, of of the live meetings or should we have something hybrid or something like that um well i i think there is certainly advantage in in having hybrid for, but for this kind of of thing i think e-learning is going to be a very large part of the future way in which we get education and self-management. Um, but we need this, I think, this kind of program to work best if we can access additional support around it. So, um, for example, uh, people interacting with SMILE are encouraged to look at our other resources, ring our helpline, mm -hmm. get one of our booklets, um, access our Here For You service, which are trained volunteers who provide peer support. All of those things are um, available around the program, if you like. It's not yep. just a program in isolation of any other kind of, mm -hmm. of support. Yep. And the advantages, I think, of, of the program are that you can access it anywhere on any platform in your own time. You don't have to travel anywhere to, to get it. Um, you can choose which modules you want to prioritize and which are of greatest interest to you, you can get your family to watch them with you so they yeah, get exactly. a greater understanding. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, people in rural areas who previously couldn't get to group meetings um, or could, didn't have access to a face-to-face -face group near them, they can access this kind of learning very easily. Um, and of course, there are, as I said, there are advantages to being able to meet face to face with other people. Um, but we also have a very big online community, which is available 24-7. Um, and we are um, doing lots of other things. We have a lot of other Zoom activities, well-being courses and programs and so on, where you can meet with others, mm -hmm. albeit online. Um I think that is going to be the, the, the way forward. But um, I, I do, of course, understand the value of being in a room with other people yeah. with the same disease as you. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, but you can you can definitely tell from the you know more than seven hundred people who have entered the program already. They uh, they really appreciate you being online for sure. Now, Elsa, finally, how do you see this project growing if if it still can grow and uh, develop in the future? And are there maybe any new plans in the pipeline as well? Well, we currently have four modules available at the moment. We have the foundation module, which talks about what self-management is and why it's important and has the, the RAID questionnaire embedded. Um, we have a, um, a meet the team module, uh, which takes you through all the different members of the multidisciplinary team and introduces them to you. Um, we have one for newly diagnosed people uh, and we've got a managing pain and flares module. And I think that one is going to be particularly useful because a lot of rheumatology teams are now, because of COVID and because of um, workforce and budget restrictions, are looking at patient-initiated follow-up pathways. Mm -hmm. So instead of just bringing you in on a regular basis for a follow-up, the patient initiates that follow-up. Um, and if that's going to be the case, then patients really need to be able to access education and information yeah. that will help them between appointments. So I think that's going to be an important one for, for rheumatology teams as well. Um, and then this year we'll be launching Medicines in RA, how to have a good consultation. And that's really important that now that we're having remote consultations with our teams, um, exercise, managing cardiovascular risk, and treatment module. What is how does treatment work? What what does treatment look like? Um, and there is going to be very much a, a, our whole organisation, our board of trustees are all committed to us developing this program um, as we go along. But it it, it takes three months at least and fifteen thousand pounds to develop one <laughs> module. <laughs> so it's not something that we can just you know produce it all in in uh, in a short space of time but also it's important to mention it's not restricted to the UK anybody can uh, access smile wherever you are in the world you just oh, need to wonderful. Go, yeah you just need to go to nras.org.uk forward slash smile and okay, you'll find wonderful. all the information about the program all you need and the registration button there so anybody can can access the program Okay, perfect. So I, I think organizations that are uh, willing to learn about the program there, they can contact you as well? Yes, of course. Absolutely. Great. So uh, what I hear from you is that NRAS will have a busy year again. <laughs> <laughs> Always. <laughs> <laughs> well, our work is never ending, is it? No, it isn't. Okay, unfortunately, that's all the time that we have for today. Thanks for listening and thank you to our guest, Elsa Bosworth, for sharing with us a little bit about the work of NRAS and this great project on self-management e-learning for people living with RA. Thank you very much, Naila. It's been really great to speak to you this afternoon. Thank you. Thank you too, Elsa. Join us again for our next episode. If you don't want to miss it, please don't forget to follow the podcast on Spotify, iTunes or other podcast platforms so that you get notified when the episode is available. Until next time. <laughs>